Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Eric Lofholm here. Thrilled to be with you here this morning on this beautiful Friday, the last Friday of 2023. So thank you all for joining me today. And let me play our little video to get us kicked off here. Good morning. This is Eric Lofholm. I want to welcome all of you to our 15-minute daily motivational call. Although next week, we're it's the weekly motivational call. Next week, we're going to the daily motivational call for the month of January. January, we'll be doing this call at this time every single Monday through Friday for the month of January, teaching out of the book Thinking Go Rich and Laws of Success. We have over 400 people registered for that class. It's going to be awesome. So that's coming up next week. But we're here to talk about today. And today is last Friday of the new year. So thank you all for being here today. If you're right-handed, take your right hand. If you're left-handed, take your left hand. Pat yourself on the back. Tell yourself, great job for being here today. Type into the chat, today is a great day. Today is a great day. And I've got a, a few ideas to share with you to help you have a successful day today. <clears throat> and the first idea is the title of my most recent book, Continuous Sales Improvement. Continuous Sales Improvement. And what that means is it's a philosophy that we never arrive in our sales skills or our business skills or our personal development. As Steve Hardison says, my coach, it's a mountain <clears throat> without a top. In other words, there's no peak where you've arrived. You can just keep getting better and you can just keep getting better. And what I encourage you to do is to fall in love with micro improvements. A micro improvement is something so small that you need a microscope to see it. And so I have two injuries right now. I have an injury on my side and I have an injury on my elbow that are affecting my ability to do my fitness routine. And so I was thinking the other day, they got these new massage guns, a massage gun, you might be familiar with that. And I was like, you know what? I want to get one of those massage guns and I'm going to try it on my elbow and I want to try it on my side and see if that gives me any relief. And so my son's in town from college for the holidays and I was talking to him and my daughter and I'm like, hey, do, do either of you have a massage gun? And my son had one. So I didn't have to buy one. I got to try it last night. And I don't know about my elbow right now, but on my side, I actually woke up this morning and I had some relief. And I was like, wow. That would be amazing if that actually gives me some relief there that now I can use, you know, go buy my own massage gun. And, and anytime I have that particular injury, I don't have to necessarily go to a chiropractor or go to a massage therapist, although that's probably a good idea. But the bottom line is that's a micro improvement. That's how I look at my life. I look for things that can get me a little bit better. 
And I want to give you a couple of examples of that. But before I do that, I want to tell you a story about a family member that I spent some time with over the holidays. And you know how in a family, if you have a couple, a married couple, let's say, and they, of course, will come to the family events together because they're married. And then they might get separated or get divorced. And then one of them stops coming to the family events. I mean, maybe they still both come, but but sometimes, you know, they wouldn't both come. Have you ever had that happen in your family? Well, that's happened in my family. So there was this couple and they ended up separating. And so the one would come to the family events and the other one didn't. And so I reached out to that family member recently and I was like, hey, do you want to get together with me for the holidays? And they said, yes. And so I had a one-on-one, we had a little Christmas party, the two of us, me with this one family member that no longer comes to the family events. And the day that we had the meeting and they left, they texted me, essentially the the essence of the text was tears of joy. Like this was like the, the best experience I've had in a long time. And the point of the story is, to consider being inclusive. And I am very inclusive. And the reason that I'm that way is that when I was growing up, I felt excluded. That's how I felt. And there was times in my own family that I felt excluded. And so because I felt excluded, I didn't ever want people to feel that way, especially because of me. So I became inclusive with people. And so... Maybe you didn't grow up like me feeling excluded. And so maybe it's never really occurred to you for you to be inclusive with other people and what it means when you are inclusive. Like maybe there's a family member in your family that is like this situation. They're they're on the outs with everybody else, but you you include them. And it's not just a family member. It can be in any situation where certain human beings they they get dismissed and pushed to the side sometimes i'll do this with people that are homeless and i'll include them in what it is that i'm up to and i'll care about them when no one else is caring about them or very few people are caring about them so i just want to plant a seed of greatness in your mind To be inclusive where you can, especially with your family, especially where people are taking sides. All right. Next idea. I'm going to tell you something that I've done in the past, and it's going to be a big part of my 2024. This could be a micro improvement for you. Continuous sales improvement. It's the distinction of a lock-in goal. A lock-in goal is where you obsess about a goal. Obsess in a healthy way. Obsess in, in another word for obsession is focus. You're locked in, you're focused, you're committed. So a few years ago, I set an intention to set the world record for most motivational sales trainings in one year. And the number was 550. That was the goal I strived for. There was no official record. I couldn't find the record in existence, but I said, I'm going to go set a record that's never been done before. Most motivational sales trainings in one year, 550. And I tracked it all year long. And I hit it. I locked in on that goal. 
So I thought, okay, this coming year, I'm going to lock in on a bunch of goals. And one of them is a million dollars in gross sales. I want to do a million dollars in gross sales in my business in 2024. So if you said to me right now, Eric, what's your year to date revenue in your company right now? Like if you ask me that right now, I go, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know what my year to date is. So I wasn't locked in on it this year. So next year, I'm going to track it pretty much every day. So you could, you could quiz me. Feel free to. You can say, if you have my cell phone, you can send me a text. Hey, Eric, where are you at year to date? And I'll know the answer. Why? Because I'm going to lock in on that number. So I talked to a client just this morning, and I said to the client, what, what do you charge for your coaching? And she says, $4,000. I said, cool. How many clients do you want in 2024? She goes, 20. I said, okay, lock in on that number. Don't have the goal be put in a desk drawer and you forget about it. So if, if, if she's doing what I'm teaching, I should be able to go to her at any point next year and say, where are you at your clients? Well, Eric, I'm at 12. Okay, you on track or off track? I'm on track, great. How many more do you need? I need eight more. So she's like on it, okay? So that's a lock-in goal. You can do it with your fitness. You can do it with your prospecting. You can do it with the number of clients. You can do it with your income. You can do it with date night with your, your loved one. Lock-in goal, okay? Next idea is mere work, mere work. So I hired a coach one year and this is, this is the level of commitment that I have for coaching. So I invested with one coach one year, $35,000. Now I kind of put a big emphasis on $35,000 cause to me, that's a lot of money for coaching. You know, hire a coach, make that kind of an investment. And I've invested in myself over and over and over again in my career. And I continue to invest in myself. I have a conversation with a coach um, on Tuesday. And I'm like, what do you charge? He goes, $27,000. And so I'm going to have a conversation with him about coaching me next year. And I'm not saying that to impress you. I'm just saying I invest in myself. Because I want to leverage these brilliant minds. These people that. They've spent 20 years figuring stuff out and then I get to go hire them and I get to leverage those 27 years or whatever, okay? So I pay this coach 35 grand one year and he's like, Eric, I want you to start off your day doing mere work. And I'm like, I guess it's looking in the mirror and talking to myself. He goes, you're right. I go, okay. He goes, what I want you to do, Eric, is I want you to look in the mirror and say, I love you. And I want you to say it repeatedly to yourself. I love you. Eric, I love you. I love you. Smile at yourself. Mirror work. He goes, will you do it? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. So I make this agreement with my coach that I paid a lot of money to that I'm going to do this mirror work. So we get on the next coaching call and he goes, did you do the mirror work? And I go, no. And I didn't do it because I'm like, this, this kind of woo-woo like it wasn't resonating with me so he goes okay well are you willing to do the mirror work i go yeah i'm willing to do the mirror work he goes okay so between now and our next call i want you to be your word be your agreement do your mirror work i'm like all right so i agree to it and then i come to the next call he goes did you do it i go i didn't do it 
So after making the agreement, not being my word twice now to him, I made the agreement again. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this thing out. So I started looking in the mirror or nowadays I'll hold up my smartphone, put it in selfie mode. I'll look at myself in my phone and I'll do the mirror work or I'll, I'll do zoom like what we're on now. Some of you are on zoom. Some of you are on, on the internet with me. I'll open up my zoom. Nobody's on there, but me. And I'll look in the zoom and go, I love you, Eric. Eric, I love you. And then here's what I figured out. I thought to myself, how many times do most people hear the words I love you a month? Not like me walking out the door. I'm walking out the door. My wife's in the bedroom and I yelled her, honey, I love you. And then she yells back, I love you. Like, not like that. Like, I'm not being present with her. She's not being present with me. Not that that's not good to yell at each other, I love you. But I'm talking about being connected with another human being and telling them that you you love them or you being on the receiving end, okay? So I'm like, how many times does the average person get to be on the receiving end of a, a sincere I love you a month? And my estimate with no scientific data is zero to five times a month. So every day I do the mirror work, I can say, Eric, I love you. And I can give it to myself five to 20 times a day. Feeding my soul. And what I believe is that if I feed my soul, I can fill up my own cup. So I don't need it from somebody else in terms of, I don't need acknowledgement from somebody else. I love it. Like keep acknowledging me. If you want to acknowledge me, I love getting acknowledged, but I don't need it. Okay. I don't need my wife to acknowledge me. I love it when she does. So that creates a situation where I'm not needy. I'm not in a, a, it's, it's in a, it's a healthy thing in my relationships where when people are acknowledging me, it's great, but, but sometimes they don't. And I don't have to be affected by that. Where when I was younger, I used to be affected by that. So I invite you, like my coach that I paid 35 grand for to tell me that now it's a regular part of my day. I love you, Eric. So now I say things like this, Eric, I love you. Eric, your parents love you. Your family loves you. God loves you, Eric. God's in your corner. Eric, your clients love you. Eric, strangers love you. And I'm feeding my soul. And it's way better than having a gripe about my family, complaining about my family. If I remind myself that my family loves me, that God loves me, that that Eric, I love you and loving myself. It's not an ego thing. It's just loving myself. Instead of being hard on myself, instead of being my harshest critic, being my number one cheerleader. So, Next week, we're starting Napoleon Hill training. So however you got on this call today, that's how we're going to do it. We'll be on, I'll be on Zoom. We'll be on Facebook, LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live. It's going to be awesome all month long. So instead of once a week, once a day, Monday through Friday, starting January 1, even though January 1 is a holiday. So if any of you want to hang out with me on January 1 at 7.45 a.m. Pacific, and it'll be recorded if you can't make it live. That's going to wrap our call. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.